The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark. And it is Eagles Sunday night football action once again. And it's not Eagles Cowboys, but we've got Eagles Dolphins here on NBC10. Chris Collinsworth will be coming to Philly. And I know you always love your trips to Philly. I love going to Philly. I, I mean, I'm not even kidding you. I, and I, you know, I've been doing this a while, so there's always a few <laughs> interesting welcomes when I get there, which which is fine. But I'll take that all day, you know, over the alternative is some places they don't care, right? Or they don't care as much is, is what they care in Philly. So I, I'll take the passion all day long, whatever. Bring it on. Let's go. Let's have some fun. Oh, we will. And I'm sure you're seeing a little bit of Red October with all the Phillies fans going wild. And you got an Eagles-Dolphins game with two teams, five and one now. Is this one of those games where you think we'll really find out where each team is at? Absolutely. I, I think that this is, um, you know, it's very easy to extrapolate this season out and go, okay, this is our Super Bowl and I'm good with that, right? I'm, I'm okay with that. Now, certainly... Uh, Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati. There'll be other teams that'll have a little something to say about it, as, as well as you know, San Francisco, Dallas, some others in in that division or conference as well. So, um, but this one feels like one of those classic kind of matchups. You know, it's it's this record breaking Miami Dolphins offense throwing it all over the park, breaking runs for seventy yards. Everybody on the team, including the kicker, runs 4-3. And I've just never – we just haven't seen anything. Probably the greatest show on turf, right, uh, with the Rams was probably the last time we've seen anything quite like it. Uh, and, and Miami on the – or uh, Philly on the other side, I, I always think of them as built around the offensive and defensive lines. You know, they, they won a Super Bowl like that. Um, they can overpower people. Don't know what the status of Lane Johnson is at, at this point, but – uh, it's it's a power team all the way down to the quarterback and Jalen Hurts with the tush push and all that sort of stuff. So th this matchup to me feels really interesting. If Miami had a bit of an issue uh, in, in the struggle against Carolina in the first half, it was just purely stopping the run. Um, so a, a lot of sort of classic matchups in this one. So you must feel like you're watching the Dolphins. Maybe it's like in fast forward with their speed. Uh, and then... And then this time, the Eagles have got some injuries in the secondary. Is this kind of bad timing with the lack of cohesion in the secondary? <laughs> Big time, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not the time that you want uh, some of your better players uh, not on the field. 
but you know what offsets that is a great pass rush. And certainly this is a team very capable uh, of getting after the quarterback. Reddick, you know, sweat those guys. I, I was, uh, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we get to see Jalen Carter in this game. I thought he was the best player in, in the draft last year, including the quarterbacks, including everybody. And I think he's sort of proven the point uh, that he probably is coming out. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a, it, it's, it's tough from a secondary standpoint, but, you know, there's ways around that, too. I mean, we've seen teams back in the day in Kansas City. What did they do um, with Tyreek? They played two deep safeties and, you know, you, you can play a cover two and not put a lot of pressure uh, on those cornerbacks. You can play some quarters defense. You can do some different things to try and work around uh, the speed that they have and try to overpower them with the front seven. So you talked about that front that the Eagles have, especially the defensive tackles. Is Tua, though, getting the ball out pretty quick? Because he's only been sacked six times. Well, it's interesting that we all learn the hard way sometimes, right? And Tua, as great a player as he was in college, also sat behind that Alabama offensive line and had all day, and he got to make slow decisions. Now he's learning to play at a much faster pace, and it's exactly what Brock Purdy is doing with San Francisco. It's the same exact offense that based on your footwork, you're making throws to windows on the field. He's not seeing Tyreek Hill. He's not seeing Jalen Waddle and going, oh, here he comes and he's about to make his break and let me throw it. No, there's a window of about five by five over there. And before Tyreek or Jalen gets anywhere close to that window. He's one, two, three, he's hit that back foot and he's throwing the ball. Now they better be there. If they fall down, it's probably going right to the cornerback for an interception, but that's the kind of timing that this offense has. And right now I think he's getting the ball out in about 2.3, 2.3 plus seconds. And the over under, if you will, in the NFL is about 2.5. So he's well on the underside of it. So the advantage that Miami has here is that they have the ability maybe to offset the great pass rush of the Eagles because not necessarily because of their offensive line, but because the timing of this offense has been so dynamic. And when you look at the film, Mike McDaniel, with the amount of motion that he's using, maybe more than anybody at this point, can you kind of compare maybe when you look at the Eagles offense, they don't really have a lot of motion with Brian Johnson. Do you think they maybe need a little more of that? It is two extremes on offense, I, I, I think, and uh, I'll go back and look it up. But I think Miami's number one in use of motion. And I think the Eagles are last. I, I may be wrong, but I'm close. It's close there. Um, so, but there's advantages. I mean, Peyton Manning, he didn't want a bunch of motion. He wanted those wide receivers set because he wanted to see what the defense was going to do to him so that he could calculate his plan of attack. There's not one that's right and one that's wrong. It's just a matter of what works for you. Uh, but the one thing I will say about Miami's defense or Miami's uh, passing game with the motion is that when you put Waddle or Hill in motion, and it's like giving Usain Bolt a running start in 100 meters, right? That nobody would have a chance. And one of the things that Tyreek Hill has done such an amazing job of is that he may be the most valuable player in the league just running clear routes. So he is so fast going down the middle of the field. You better, and especially if he's in motion and gets a running start, 
Now you've got to haul your butt back out there and get 50, 60 yards deep because they could go right over the top of you. And the amount of space that's created behind the linebackers and in front of the secondary now, instead of being this little 10-yard window, is now like a 25-yard window. And they beat you more on crossing routes and little quick seam routes because of that gap that's created either by Waddle or by Hill opening up that kind of space. Yeah, that really is the scary thing about Sunday night right here on NBC 10. And when you look at the Eagles offense, I I really still can't believe, Chris, that Jalen Hurts threw that ball against the Jets with less than two minutes left. Do you sense at all that he's a little different this year? Um, No, I I, I think he's running a little bit less. You know, I, I I think he's trying to make sure he gets through the season. I, I'm sure that was part of the message from the coaching staff and the ownership that, you know, okay, hey, we're going to give you the money, right? But we don't really care what happens in October. We care what happens over here in, in January, right? You know, the game you had in the Super Bowl, that unbelievable performance, but for the one ball slipped out of his hand and returned for a touchdown, but for that one, as good a as good a game as as I've seen quarterbacked in the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, Nick Foles was unbelievable too. But that's as good as as you're going to get. So I think there's a balancing going on with him right now, trying to figure out. You know, his first instinct is, you know, I squat 600 pounds. I can run over defensive backs. Let's let me look at my first option. I don't like it. I'm going to take over. I'm going to take out and just run over a defensive back. And that's been a great option for him his whole life. And I do sense a little bit that he is being coached or taught to, hey, the most important thing here is we're going to win a good fair share of our games. We got to have you available in January. When we're making this run, now you want to take off and run. Now you want to go make those plays. Now you want to run over people. Fine. Same thing's going on in Buffalo right now. Josh Allen, same thing. I mean, he is trying to learn how to play the game where he's not running the football 10 to 15 times a game. It's hard to survive like that. Yeah, and, and you being a former receiver, uh, you saw A.J. Brown and Jalen have that discussion a bunch of weeks ago. And since then, A.J. Brown has just taken over and he's getting a lot of targets. Um, Devontae did get targets in this game against the Jets and he dropped some. But do you think do you think the offense is just not in rhythm like it was last year and that maybe it just takes some time to get there? What I mean is like you're looking for everybody. You're getting everybody involved. I, I think there's certainly a little bit of that. Uh, DeAndre Swift, for me, has offset some of that, though. I mean, that's that's a whole new weapon for him coming out of the backfield. And, and he's been he's been really special so far. Um but yeah, it, it's it's a little different. I mean, you don't lose your offensive and defensive coordinator and not have few changes come about. I mean, that's certainly going to be a, a part of this. So um, it, has it been the explosive nature of what we saw at times out of Philadelphia last year? I don't think it's been that. But I also really think it's so early in the process. I mean, this we are really early in the season, even though it feels like I've already done 75 games this year. It is really <laughs> early in the process. And for the most part, one of my things that I say all the time is that September doesn't count. September is now training camp. It really is. I mean, nobody, nobody's practicing in training camp. They're not hitting anybody. So they're, they're figuring out their team in September. So if we're having the same discussion 
after Thanksgiving or in November, then we've got something to talk about. My guess is that it's all coming together from a coaches, players, debates on the sideline between receivers and quarterback. And hopefully this offensive line stays together because when they're right, they're really, really something to watch. I, I really enjoy watching this Jordan Mailata. That story for me is borderline unbelievable that he's come over as a seventh round pick and just a big guy. And there's no way this is going to work. And he's turned into one of the best left tackles in football. Yeah. And, and you watched the film. So when you saw that offensive line, when Lane Johnson goes down against the Jets, have you seen a defensive front like the Jets? Have you seen that anybody do that to the Eagles offensive line? They, they won the line of scrimmage, right? Uh, let me tell you something. The Jets front four, seven, ten, whatever. I mean, they play like ten guys. They can play. I, you know, when you get used to watching Lane Johnson week after week and Jordan Mailata on the other side, you go, oh, my God, somebody hit the quarterback. Like, what is going on around here? Well, that's a normal human being now playing out there in Jack Driscoll. Uh, it's not one of the best players in football. I mean, they have two of the best players in football playing tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. So, yeah, now you you adjust. You have to make changes when you lose a superstar player. If Miami lost Tyree Kill. They'd have to make changes. They'd have to adjust. So are they going to have to help? Are they going to have to chip? Are they going to have to leave a tight end? Yeah, they're going to have to do some things to account for this because Miami's pretty good off of the edge too. This kid, Andrew Van Ginkle, has come out of nowhere to really be a force rushing the passer. If, if you talk about Miami's defense, to me, the two edge players are really the key. And they've got multiple over there. Jalen Phillips coming back off of an injury uh, as well. But Bradley Chubb, is a monster in there. And generally the way that they battle when a team starts running the football on them, they start crashing those guys in there and they're bringing corners or safeties down to try and protect it. So it, strategically, this is going to be a really, really fun matchup to watch. And Jalen was under a lot of pressure against the Jets. And in his career and going back to college, he says he wears those scars from things that he's gone through. And so you're now going into a Sunday night matchup against Tua coming off a loss to a, who took his job at Alabama, you, you meet with Jalen Hurts for all these games. How much do you think that that sits inside of him, all these things built up? Everything sits inside of him. I, I've never met anybody quite like him. I mean, the intensity of that young man, I mean, he really has willed his way to this kind of contract and this kind of level and, going to the Super Bowl. And, you know, I, I I just can picture him in the weight room just going, and that's for the guy who didn't do that. You know, like just anger coming out of him. Um, but I think as far as a leader of a football team, to have that, you know, because it's it, – I was reading some of the, the quotes about Randall Cunningham and, you know, hey, it's tough being in Philadelphia and being that good. But, I mean, the, the, the opposite of that is when it gets going good, man, it's an avalanche. Just ask the Phillies. I mean, it's like an unfair advantage when they're playing in Philadelphia, right? It's, it's nuts up there. So – and I think that you're getting a little bit of that, you know, especially after last year with the – with the Super Bowl run. And, and um, so that's that, that's the hard part to overcome for the Miami Dolphins. The Eagles have played in games like this lately. They really have. They've played in big Super Bowls, NFC championships. They, they've been there uh, for Miami. They're trying to prove that they can get there. They're trying to get that they can be 
that level and really competitive and, and win these kinds of games. They lost in Buffalo when they went up to Buffalo, right? And so now they need to go into Philadelphia. They need to, to not just beat Carolina and the New York Giants and teams that are struggling. They need to beat Buffalo. They need to beat Philadelphia. They need to do it in a, in a crazy house that is Philadelphia. And so that we're going to learn a lot about these two teams after, after Sunday night. I love it. We always do on Sunday Night Football. Welcome back to Philly, Chris Collinsworth. And by the way, I don't think the Phillies NLCS is going to go past four or five. But if it goes to a game six, you can be guests of ours. You don't need the help, but you can be guests of ours for game six Monday night and experience the Red October. Oh, there we go. There we go. Tariko, Tariko will be all in. He'll, he'll buy a house in Philadelphia so he can stay and watch that game. That'd be good. That'd be awesome. All right. Well, great. We look forward to seeing you again. Great job on the broadcast. And this is a big one. So thanks for t- thanks for your time. You got it, John. Good talking to you. Oh, I'm so flagrant.